There are 48 landlocked countries scattered around the world. Here are a few landlocked facts to help us jumpstart today's GeoQuiz. Switzerland, Zimbabwe, and Armenia. None has access to the world's oceans. And Uzbekistan is a cool case. It's entirely surrounded by other landlocked countries. There are no landlocked nations in North America, but South America has a couple, and those are the two countries we want you to name. One's in the news this week. This landlocked country lost its coastal territory as a result of a treaty it signed at the end of the 19th century War of the Pacific. That lack of access to the sea remains a sore issue there, but now the country's government is suing neighboring Chile to get its coastline back. And this week, it appointed an ambassador to take its case before the International Court of Justice in The Hague. We'll hear more about that when we come back with the answers later in the program. There are 12 sovereign nations in South America, but only two of them are landlocked. They are Bolivia and Paraguay. Those are the answers to our GeoQuiz today. Now, Bolivia is hoping to regain the Pacific coastline it once had through a lawsuit. The Bolivian government is planning to sue neighboring Chile before the International Court of Justice. Veronica Smink with BBC Mundo has been looking at this longstanding sea access dispute. So, Veronica, this actually takes us back to a geo-quiz we had last week on the program involving the War of the Pacific in the 19th century. Bolivia had a route to the sea prior to that war and a bit of coastline, but lost it to Chile at the end of the war. That's the thumbnail of the story. So give us the rest of the history. Yes, that's right. Bolivia actually had 250 miles of coast before that war, um, but they also lost a, a massive amount of land. And since then, they've been claiming, you know, especially the access to the Pacific Ocean. They say that this has put them back economically very strongly. And, and this is a demand that uh, current president Evo Morales has been, you know, it has been the main focal point or one of the main focal points of his policy. But Bolivia signed a treaty to end the War of the Pacific back in the 19th century, a treaty that gave Chile this territory. Does that make any court ruling in Bolivia's favor unlikely after all these years? Well, this is what Chile has been saying all these years. You know, they say this was a treaty that Bolivia signed and agreed to. And they also say that, generally speaking, when these treaties are signed, that's the end of the matter. But Bolivia says that it's not a legitimate treaty. They say that they signed as a as a country that had just been conquered and that uh, they don't consider it legitimate. And uh, actually, in that sense, it's interesting that the International Court of Justice has had a, a recent ruling at the end of 2012 regarding another treaty that had been signed, and they did consider it um, illegitimate. So there is a, a claim to be had, but it will be actually the International Court of Justice that has to decide if they even accept the claim. I mean, Chile, as you point out, has a really long coastline. Has there been any talk of just creating a carter to the sea through Chilean territory? I mean, be a kind of simple solution. There have been a lot of talks during the years, but there's never been any agreement. And for Bolivia, this is a, a matter of, of patriotism as well. They, they want a sovereign rights to the Pacific Ocean. It's not just a matter of economics here. You know, they, they want to own a piece of land again. And Chile has always said no to that. It sounds like it could be a long protracted legal battle between Chile and Bolivia. Are there stretches where a corridor might actually work? Well, what Bolivia says is that the problem with that is that they are about 2,000, you know, the closest Bolivian city to the coast is about 2,000 kilometers long, and they don't actually have the infrastructure. What city is that? 
This is Oruro in mm. Bolivia. What they say is that part of the problem is that because Bolivia lost its coal so many years ago, they never had um, any infrastructure made to carry, you know, the main export they're interested in in exporting is gas. You know, Bolivia is the main exporter from South America of gas. And economically speaking, what they would like to do is be able to take this gas, especially to the Asian markets. But currently they don't have any infrastructure to do that. And of course, they would have to cross the Andean mountains, so no short feet. Uh, so mountains there. I mean, this area between Bolivia and Chile, it's a short little distance. It looks like to be about 150 to 200 miles tops. I see a little city called Arica on the Chilean side. What, what is this area like? That's right. Actually, Bolivia currently uses Arica, the port of the Chilean port of Arica. It's an economic free zone. So in that sense, Chile has always said, you know, we, we do allow you to use um, this port for your exports. The problem, according to the Bolivians, is that they have to pay for storage, for instance. It's a private company that manages the port. So they have to pay all this money to get through another country. So they're saying this is not enough. BBC Mundo's Veronica Smink. Thanks for talking to us. My pleasure.